Blog Talk Radio. This is the 4 FCS Fanatics Radio Show with your hosts, Adam Willie, Preston Adams, Dakota Collins, and Jeff Wigton. And now, here's the show. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Because Frank there you are. are going, oh, boy, this could be fun. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm still not used to running things on this end. <laughs> but we got it figured out. We do. How you doing tonight? Not too bad. Not too bad. How are you doing? Okay. Not too bad. Just uh, you know, as uh, go figure, it's going to be one of those nights where it's going to be you and me talking football for two hours. So this ought to be pretty good. I think we can handle it again. Yeah, I, I think I think there'll be no problem. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I know we got a lot of conferences to get to. Do you want to start off mm-hmm. with your end, or do you want me to jump in? Oh, I'd be happy to. Let's see here. Just a second. And and I knew you were going there, but I'm sitting there going, oh, boy, I better uh, I better get the computer up. And, of course, then all of a sudden I hear blog talk radio, and I was like, oh, boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so I get this. I got ready to. I was just noticing, I was just noticing uh, the, uh, the score from, where are they playing tonight? Is it at Bethune or is it at North Carolina Central? I think that Bethune. Double check. The the first score I saw. It's that Bethune. Now I see that it's nine to two. So I was like, hmm, okay. Kind of an interesting uh, score to start the night with. Yeah, when I was looking up the MEAC. Stuff. I saw that they played tonight, and I was going to look up the score, but didn't have a chance to. But yeah, I think that's okay. nine yeah, to I two. That, that is. <laughs> I don't have I don't have it on my phone where where every time that they score, I'm going to get an update. But uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll figure that out for later. Um, I do have uh, for for the pool that we're in. I do have the uh, you know the final coming up for us later, so that'll be good. Mhm. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's been rather interesting. So, and I still, and, and sometime during the show, I'll get the pick sheet out onto the onto the site for that. So, all right, moving on. I got this guy to start with, don't I? Yes, I do. All right, so let's go do that. Uh, looking into the scores for the last week. Eastern Washington uh, easily took care of Northern Colorado, 48-13 in Greeley. Um, Weber State, surprise, surprise, they went at home against Sacramento State. Uh, 26-14 was your final there. Grizzlies actually on the road. Oh, that's right here at Southern Utah. Grizzlies on the road, though, they, they, they just dominated all the way through. They kind of they let their foot off the brake a little bit in the fourth quarter, uh, only scoring six points there, but they scored 20 in the first, 10 in the second, 
three touchdowns in the third, and they, they rolled to a 57-14 win over Southern Utah. Uh, UC Davis uh, did just a little bit more than double up the score on Northern Arizona. 42-20 to 20 was the final score there. And surprisingly, Montana State at home almost loses to Cal Poly. Um, you know, it was 14-7. Yeah. Uh, you know, boom, 14-7 in the first, uh, 28-14 to 14 in the second, 42-21 to 21 in the third. Cal Poly comes back, and the Mustangs, put up three touchdowns in the fourth, and it's a good thing that uh, Montana State put up their own touchdown. Otherwise, that game would have gone to overtime. 49-42 was the final, and um, I always get it confused. Over in Montana, we'll just say that. Uh, Idaho, they went a close one at home against North Dakota. 31-27 was the final there. They had to rally for 17 points to uh, to take the win in that game. And uh, North or Portland State, Loses a close one to Idaho State in Portland. 48-45 was your final in that game. Moving on to the Big South here. Uh, just a second. I almost should just load up two tabs and just have one load while the other one is. Oh, I see. I wanted to open up an ad. Wonderful. Yeah. Trying to say something. Yeah. You got a conference you want to jump in on there? Um I got the big south though coming here. Just a second, maybe. I see the new router isn't doing me any favors. It's still going slow as molasses. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, Monmouth easily took care of Charleston Southern uh, in New Jersey this weekend, thirty-seven to three. Shocker, Kennesaw State actually just crowned the camel, forty-nine to nothing. And uh, 38-20 was your final Gardner-Webb over Presbyterian. Uh, hi, how are you? Uh, we just got joined here by the dog. Uh, moving on to the Ivy, and we could even talk a little bit about our game of the week. Just a second here. Well, our game of the week and Princeton, that was, that was actually quite a game. Uh, defensive yeah. struggle. Um, both teams scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Dartmouth with the two uh, with the uh, with the safety to uh, you know near the end of the first half, and Princeton putting up the game-winning touchdown in the fourth. I hope you saw it. So holy cat! I felt so sorry for the Dartmouth kicker. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. He missed like a twenty-yard field goal. Uh, oh, I, yes, I saw that. I was when I was watching. He, they were like an extra point range. He shanked it to the right. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for him because it, I mean, as you said, it was a chip shot, and yeah. just I, I was like, oh gosh, poor guy. Uh, but anyway, fourteen nine was your final uh, Princeton over Dartmouth. Uh, Princeton now eight zero, and Dartmouth falls. All the way seven and one. Just again, the fact that we had two undefeated Ivy League teams at this at this point of the year, I, I just that was amazing to me. Um, yes. And by the way, uh, let's see here. We've got Penn at uh, twenty to seven winners at Cornell. Harvard just destroying Columbia. I, I honestly thought this game was going to be close. Um, Fifty-two eighteen Crimson over the Lions and. 
Yale all over Brown there, uh, 46-16. They did have – I don't remember if it made SportsCenter or or I did see it on um, ABC. They they, – was it CBS? I'm trying to remember who I was watching on uh, on Saturday night. One-handed grab by by uh, a Yale uh, wide receiver in the end zone for for a, just a spectacular touchdown. It, it, it actually might have made the game of the night or the uh, play of the night that night. So I just thought that that was, you know, again we're talking Ivy League football, and I get it that they do have athletes in the Ivy League, but you know I just right. I was pretty impressed you know just the fact that he went up and he grabbed that like he did so uh-huh. all right moving moving on to the valley um well what the heck western illinois scoring 20 points in the third quarter i actually i'm sitting there thinking i you know i wasn't able to watch the game the game was down at carbondale i was at work i was getting updates as the as the day was going on and i'm like oh my gosh they're 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 down by 17 going into the fourth quarter this is not going to end well for the Leathernecks. <laughs> no, no, no. They scored 20 uh, in the fourth, including a field goal from, I don't remember how far out, with about 20 seconds left, 14 to 20 seconds left in the game. Western pulls off the, the road win at Carbondale, 34 to 31. Northern Iowa goes and, and pulls off a home win against Illinois State, twenty-six to sixteen. Are, are, are we still looking at in, into the graveyard? Who are we still doing the graveyard feature? Yes. Good, good, because I, I have a feeling that we might we might have some red birds somewhere in there soon. Um, uh, I yeah, um, just a yeah, quick point. I um, yeah, when I was doing my graveyard teams earlier, I. I was so torn on Illinois State. I think I ended up putting them in. I don't really remember. I guess we'll find out. But, yeah, when I was looking <laughs> up there, I was like, ugh. Because, uh, I don't know. They've had a tough schedule. They got the FBS win, but they didn't really beat any of the teams that would have really secured a playoff spot. Right. Right. And I'm just, uh, you know, and I saw – the guy who's doing uh, again, I am. I, I've I've had so many things going on this week. I'm. You've probably. I know you've probably seen the guy who who on one of the threads is doing his own bracketology. Yeah. And he's had West Western as the first out, and and Illinois State with the first or the last one in, simply because of that head to head earlier in the season. And I'm sitting there going, I I just don't think that you can even say that anymore. I really think that Illinois State this week, their bubble burst, uh, 26, yeah. uh, 16, you know, their loss up in Cedar Falls. So uh, I, I think that that really burst their bubble. I think they needed to do something uh, better against Northern Iowa. This really was a playoff game, you know, for both the Panthers and the Redbirds. But, yeah, um, yeah I think that Northern Iowa really needed to uh, – or uh, Illinois, both these teams really to stay in playoff contention. They they needed a win here, and Northern Iowa comes out with that win. Um, looking on uh, also through the uh, through the valley, uh, we've got South Dakota State easily handling Missouri State a loss, fifty nine to seven. Youngstown State falls at North Dakota State. I know everybody's shocked. Seventeen to seven was the final there, <laughs> and Indiana State survived South Dakota in Terre Haute. 
51-48 was the final in three overtime. I was, you know, again, another another thrilling game for the Sycamores this year. Um, I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, we're going to have uh, one of the announcers for Illinois State, uh, or excuse me, for Indiana State uh, on, the, on the program next week. So that ought to be fun because, you know, again, most of the time by this point you're going Indiana State. Do they have a win for this year? Oh, look, they do. Yeah. Right now we're saying, wow, they're 500. <laughs> In fact, they're, you know, they're five and four. So I'm, I'm very happy for Indiana State. Um, and they've got a tough battle this week uh, going against uh, Illinois State. So that ought to be a great game. I, 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 again, not looking forward to the game next week for for Indiana State. But uh, this week against yeah. Illinois State, I wish them all the luck. So I, I expect that it will be a good game. Um, and I'll have to look up where that game is in a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead to the Northeast Conference here. I'm going to babble on enough in the uh, in the Valley. Maybe <laughs> I see the little dot going back and forth. It's, ah, there we go. Uh, Sacred Heart took care of Robert Morris, 38 to seven. Duquesne all over Wagner on the road, 47 to 30, and Bryant lost to St. Francis on the road. Um, yeah. If there's a there's there's another team that that we're going to visit in the graveyard in a little bit, uh, let's take a look here at the pioneer. If I can even get down to the pioneer, <laughs> yeah, not so thrilled about the uh, not so thrilled about the, about the speed on this uh, on this new modem as we got or this new uh, router as we got. We'll see if we'll see if I can work from home. Um, all right. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> honest to goodness truth. That's the reason, that, that was part of the reason why we needed a new router is because uh, if it's bad weather, I get to work from home. Right. I'm not so not so sure that I'm ready for that yet. Of course, it might also be the processor on this computer too. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Maris. Um, they, they beat Valparaiso 35 to 24. Jacksonville squeaks by Butler 48 to 44. That was a close game throughout. Um, I think the the difference was the fact that Jacksonville scored a touchdown in the third quarter and Butler only got a field goal. Stetson uh-huh. doubled the score on Moorhead State. Uh, I think Stetson Stetson and San Diego. That's going to be a battle uh, the next two weeks for the. Um, for the for the page, or for the Pioneer League, uh, Stetson though last night seven to, or this weekend beat beat Morehead State forty eight to twenty four, and the Terreros well twenty seven ten was the final there so they keep they keep pace with the Hatters, um, they beat uh, Drake on the road again twenty seven to ten. Finally, I have the Southland Conference coming up here in just a minute. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of teams. Uh, I think now we can we can we can officially move to the graveyard just because again we've got two weeks left in the season, uh, especially in my conferences. Yeah, if you're not leaving yeah. the conference at this point, it's ball game over. Um, right. So, um, incarnate word again. Go figure. Forty-three to twenty-six over Sam Houston State. First time uh, in a long time that Sam Houston State is not going to the 
to the playoffs. So sorry for that, Bearcats, but it just hasn't been your year. 4326 uh, incarnate word uh, keeping the, the Bearcats out of the playoffs this year. Abilene Christian just squeaked by Northwest State, uh, 49 to 47. Uh, Nickel State, shocker, they took care of Houston Baptist, 41 to 20. Um, Houston Baptist had a had a run later in the game. I'm wondering uh, if Nichols had put in some um, some um, backups, you know, to finish out the game. So we'll we'll have to you know, we'll have to read more about that later. Uh, McNeese State, well, they lost to Southeast Louisiana. Um, somebody sent caps for the uh, for McNeese State and Lamar. They got by Central Arkansas, 38 to 24 on the road. Again, uh, you know, I knew this was going to be a close game, uh, but I thought uh-huh. Central Arkansas needed this game as they play off relevant. Now, so sorry. I think they're probably, uh, if they're not a bubble team that they should be, uh, they're, they're probably in the graveyard at that point. So, I'll tell you what, I've rambled on long enough. Uh, you ready to go ahead and take over some of your scores? Yeah. Um, let's see here. So, before I start, Start, give another score update since I am starting in the MEAC. Uh, there's already been two different scores since we recapped North North Carolina Central and North Carolina Central now leads 16 to eight in that game. Um, oh wow! So re, so recapping last week starting in the MEAC, North Carolina A and T rolls over Norfolk State 37 to 20. Delaware State. They got a win streak going on. They were 0-7. They've won back-to-back games now. They defeated Savannah State 25-6. Howard gets the big win over Florida A&M 31-23. That puts North Carolina A&T back in the driver's seat. Actually, though, um, I think it would still go to Florida A&M because Florida A&M won the head-to-head. I have it somewhere. Yeah, so in the standing, Florida A&M is still one. They're five and one in the conference. North Carolina A&T is four and one, and then Howard is in that third at four and two. Um, North Carolina Central defeated Edward Waters fifty-two to twelve, and Bethune survived Morgan State thirty to twenty-eight. And then going over to the Patriot League, Lehigh defeated Bucknell forty-five to seventeen. Holy Cross defeated Lafayette 40-14, to and Colgate defeated Fordham with another shutout for the Raiders, 41 to nothing. And we talked about it a lot last week, about this Colgate defense. And you know, they're not playing the greatest of competition, but still, their defense is just it's better than video game defense. Like, this is mm-hmm. NCAA football, you know, on the Xbox or PlayStation, on – Freshman difficulty. It's just insane. I'm really excited to see what they can do in the play, especially if they get matched up with a team that's not really a high-powered offense. Although I would like to see them try to take down like a Eastern Washington or someone that's, whose offense is like a top five, top ten in the country. Yeah. Um, going to the Colonial, big upset of the day was – New Hampshire over James Madison, 35-24. New Hampshire had that game from start to finish. Um, Elon defeated Rhode Island, 24-21. Rhode Island's another team. You talked about Illinois State a little bit. Um, Rhode Island's another team that I've really struggled 
going for putting them in the playoff graveyard or not, because they do have a game this week against James Madison. So I feel like if they win that, they could still sneak in. But I feel like it's almost a little, too little too late for Rhode Island. Um, well, it, the, I think the only way they get in is if they beat James Madison. If they don't, uh, you know, you got to you got to oh, yeah. hurt over them. I think they're done. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's the uh, only reason that, that I didn't team, put them in. Yeah, that team is well. Yeah, but are they going to beat James Madison? Really? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I think they will. You know, James Madison just doesn't do bad games two weeks in a row. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I've, I've, I'm pretty sure it's at James Madison. I'll tell you what, I would have to go over and look that up here just a second. I can do that while you're uh, just a second here. All right. Maybe. There we go. I just got to learn how to spell again. Let's see. There we go. Yeah, that game is uh, that game is at James Madison. So, yeah, I expect James Madison to really just come out uh, really a completely different team than last week against New Hampshire. And they may not, but Rhode Island has also been far less oppressive on offense, just like James Madison. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially with Rhode Island's season on the line, if they want a chance at the playoffs. Moving on with the Colonial, Delaware survived Albany 21-16. to Maine gets another big win, this time over Towson, who's dropped two in a row, 35-28. And Villanova ends their losing skid with a 45-21 win over Richmond. And, you know, Maine, I, I told Adam this last week, if I can find them. You know, Maine's kind of that sneaky team that, like, I feel like they're still under the radar, but they're sitting at five and one tied for first in the Colonial. That's, you know, I I keep looking at Maine and thinking that they're done. They're done. No, they're never done. It's that that team. Whenever I think I'm going to put them in the in the graveyard, then they do something like they did this week. Right. You know. So. No, I haven't put my black. I haven't put my black bears. No, they're not my black bears. I haven't put the black bears in the in the graveyard as of yet. But man, I wanted to. I thought, oh yeah, this is their week. This is their week. No, no, it hasn't been their week yet. They've, you know, they they've surprised me. And again, this is another one of those. Uh, it's like Indiana State. It's it's um it's a it's a team that you know you don't expect anything out of. You know, whatever they get this year, I think is gravy. It's kind of like Rhode Island, but you know, it's it's just a team that just keeps surprising you week after week after week. By the way, uh, Maine this weekend has the Spiders, yeah. So that ought to be a fun game. Their their tough game is going to be their last game of the season. They got Elon Phoenix, but that game is also in Maine. So right, that game that's going to. I'm not going to give Maine the inside track by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, Elon is not a pushover team by any stretch. But, you know, depending on on that, you know, the on that weekend, you get a Maine crowd knowing that they could be pushing for a playoff spot. 
Wow, that could be a, a great a great atmosphere in Maine. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was looking at with their schedule and you know that Richmond game, with it being on the road. Then the next week, you know they have Elon at home, like you said. You know, that Richmond game could be a little bit of a trap yeah, game if they're not careful. Yeah, I, you know they they seem to have been prepared though for every yeah. game this season. So I read about that. I mean, they've had yeah they've they've had their stumbles. Don't get, let's let's not mm-hmm. say that they haven't. But at the same point, they have had, you know, they have had a lot of good games this year. I mean, they started off strong against Towson. Um, I'm trying to remember who they even fell against. Just a second. Let me look. Uh, you know, they fell against William and Mary. Um, you know, they squeaked by Rhode Island on the road. Um, yes. They lost to Yale. And then they lost to Villanova. They haven't. No. Did they lose to well, what they lost Central Michigan? They did lose to Central Michigan. Okay, hold it. They didn't lose to Villanova. They, they, they beat Villanova. But they lost to Yale and then they lost to Central Michigan. They haven't lost in the last few weeks. So, you know, they, 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 they beat Western Kentucky in Kentucky and then they mm-hmm. – uh, they, this week they beat New Hampshire, so, or the, you know they did beat New Hampshire as well. So I've got this schedule upside down. I'm sorry, I, I just realized. That. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but no. So I mean, they've had they've had their, their their ups and downs this year. But honestly, they you know again this main team. By now we're going yeah, main whatever. You know, this year we're going wow. Look at the Black Bears. Look at you know, uh, look at yeah. the Rams. Look at the Sycamores. It's been such a fun year to watch FCS football because of teams like like Maine, you know, because you just don't know what you're going to get from week to week. And it's been a, a, a great thing to watch, like, again, the Black Bears, uh, you know, come back and, you know, well, here we are again. We're, we're two weeks before the end of the season. We're talking about Maine in the playoffs. When's the last time right. that happened? Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I, you know, I was looking at their schedule. Um, their last five games, all but one, has been decided by one possession, but they've won um, all but one of those, which will really help if, you know, if they're able to get in the playoffs and want a chance at a quarterfinal, semifinal run, is winning – not only having the experience in close games, but being able to win those close games pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. And they have a good chance when you look at it to possibly take over the conference this week, because if they can get it done at Richmond, Delaware, who they're tied with, goes on the road to Stony Brook. So, And and that's going to be a good game. Oh, yeah, no I doubt. It's going to be – yeah, that that that's um, gonna be that that's gonna be a game definitely worth watching. Yeah, probably probably the game of the week in the CAA if I had my guess. Um mm-hmm. so that wrapped up the colonial for me. Then going on to the Southern Conference, Furman got a win over Chattanooga sixteen to ten. That loss put the mocks in my graveyard. Um v- VMI gets their first win of the season over Tusculum. Twenty to eleven. Oh, Stanford upset Wofford. 
<laughs> it's the little thing. Sanford <laughs> uh, yes, over Wofford, 35 to 20. Another one of those teams, like, like Maine, like Indiana State, East Tennessee State defeats Mercer 21-18 to stay in first place of the SOCON. Um, what a year for the Buccaneers that they're having. To really just be even be in contention for the conference title after – I looked it up a few weeks ago. I don't think they've won more than three or four games in the last, like, five or six years. So, to be eight and one, seven and one, wherever, wherever they're standing at right now. Yeah. It's really impressive. Yeah, and it just and makes. Again, this is this is a team that, if I remember right, a couple of years ago was just an independent, and that. Are you remembering that? Uh, Were they a Division two school beforehand? I mean, it just. I hate to say it. Sometimes the rotation just kind of makes me go, oh, "Okay, so here here's another team coming up." You know, cool. Let's see. Don't let me down, Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, uh, but you know, again, as you said, you know, again, there's there's another team that, you know, we're looking at at, at going to the playoffs, and it's just it's been it's teams like like that that make this exciting. Yeah, they just reinstated football. On March of 2013 is when they reinstated it. They rejoined the Southern Conference in 2014. Okay. Okay. So they've only been in the conference for four years. Gosh, it does not seem like four years, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping up, the Citadel defeated Western Carolina 38-24. to And going on to the Ohio Valley, Eastern Kentucky defeats Austin P 17-13. Um that's Eastern Kentucky's 600th program win. They're only like the seventh or eighth program to reach that mark. They're the first Ohio Valley team to reach it. The second place in the Ohio Valley is Tennessee State at 563. Um, but Eastern Kentucky so has dominated be, the series. It's going to be they, a number of years even before the second place team even reaches that 600 yeah. mark. Oh, yeah. So they keep going this roller coaster they like going on year in and year out. Um, Eastern Kentucky they improved to forty five and six all time against Austin P, and they're twenty two and three all time in Clarksville. Um, Tennessee Tech wow first win of the season over Murray State that put the racers in my graveyard. They were still in contention for the conference title, but they lose to the winless. Team in the conference by three. Jacksonville State survives another scare over one win. Tennessee Martin, twenty-one to fourteen. Jace, you need a last-second game-winning drive. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was following the game. Yeah, I saw you. And then when I looked, I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I turned it on. Tennessee Mar had just scored, so I saw Jacksonville's last drive, and Mer- or Tennessee Mar just decided to stop playing defense, or the offense just decided to finally wake up. I don't know, but it took Jacksonville State like three plays to score, and their touchdown was just a wide open receiver. It was I don't know what happened. 
And then Southeast Missouri State continues to roll. They defeated Tennessee State 38-21. to And then my last conference is the SWAC. Alcorn State hung around with FBF New Mexico State, but New Mexico State ended up winning 52-42. to Alabama A&M gets a big win Arkansas, over Arkansas Pine Bluff, 45-14. to Jackson State just keeps – they put the dagger in Prairie View, although I, I, I put Prairie View in my graveyard last week. This just adds insult to injury. Um, Jackson State <laughs> defeated Prairie View 34-28. Alabama State defeated Texas Southern 30-21. And Grambling survives another close call. They defeated Mississippi Valley State 24-19. to And that wraps up my conferences. Finally. All right. <laughs> I know when, 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 we, when you do seven or eight conferences right in a row, boy, that, that gets a little bit difficult. But, hey, it, it works. So uh, you want to look at the poll next or do you want to go to the graveyard? We can look at the stats poll if you want. All right. Uh, well, I just happened to pull that up, so that works. Um you know, looking at the poll again, the surprise, surprise, North Carolina. No, and I'll say it again. I, I get it. Kennesaw State's from the Big South. I, you know, I shouldn't feel this way. I don't feel, but, you know, I kind of do. Um, North North Dakota State, shocker, they're, they're, they're in the number one position. Uh-huh. What surprises me is that, you know, every once in a while that, or that, that votes thing fluctuates. This week it was only 158 votes. It's been as many as 160 votes. But, again, North, North Dakota State, shocker. Uh-huh. For the number one spot, Kennesaw State though, still don't see that number two ranking, but they're there. Whatever. Again, they're going to run. They're going to run the table. They're going to go undefeated. I, I don't see. I don't see Kennesaw State losing uh, either of its last two games. Are they? Des- are they really that deserving of the number two uh, pick in the? Uh, in the in the season, I just don't get it. Um, well, I mean, who they play? They haven't got, played anybody. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, now, thank you. I wonder if thank now, you for making I, my I, point. <laughs> well, I had this thought the other day. I was like, well, you know, Kennesaw is still kind of a new program, so I wonder if they're like really ahead of schedule. So when they were making these schedules, are a lot of times made years in advance. So when they're making the schedule, they were probably still considering themselves like a fresh off the block, probably a near the bottom dweller, just trying to build a program. So they scheduled all these, you know, division two schools and all this stuff. But here they are, yeah. you know, what, three years into being a program, they're number two in the country. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you know, this week they've got a challenge. They do have the Monmouth Hawks. Uh, I'm going to call that a challenge. I'm not going to call that, um, of course, something that <laughs> they should really be worried about. Because again, Mammoth. Um, no, I just I, there's there's just something about the Mammoth Hawks. I just don't think that they, you know, I, again, both teams overrated. Clap 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 clap. Um, and then <laughs> then they have your Jackson Jacksonville State Gamecocks to end the season uh, in Atlanta. I think that's going to be. I still don't. I still don't remember the name of the football, of the of the, the stadium that they're in. I I get it. It's been there for what two years now. It's your brave stadium, but hey, whatever. Um, you know that that will be the true test whether Kennesaw State deserves to be number two in the country. You know, 
but but as you've seen, Jacksonville State uh, they they can play down to their competition. So will Jacksonville mm-hmm. State in that game play up to their competition? So that's that's going to be something fun to see. Yeah, we we've yet to really see the the, the Jacksonville State team that we've seen in years past because you know in years past. They they had no doubt. They would just run right through the OVC. They maybe have one game that was competitive. This seems like this year, every OVC game except Eastern Kentucky and Murray State has been hard fought. They could have lost. So that's what really scares me when they're talking about Kennesaw is we've yet to see Jacksonville really hit their stride, sort of say. Now, they may hit it against Kennesaw and ride that into the playoffs, which would be fantastic, but maybe maybe the Kennesaw game is the type of game to really you know light a fire under the team because this is probably the biggest game they've played since the beginning of the season against North Carolina A and T. Yeah, you know week zero, so you know biggest game since August. So yeah, and that that's saying a lot. And maybe again, maybe they're in, in a way. I kind of hope that they're just you know kind of relaxing a bit, you know, just kind of, you know, letting themselves relax as they're going through the season. But, boy, again, there's another team that you're kind of going, "Mm." you know, is this really going to be, you know, a challenge, you know, come playoff time. But, anyway, um, going into the rest of the top five here, we've got Weber State rose from number four to number three. UC Davis jumps up two spots. They're in the number four position at and Eastern Washington uh, stays at number five. Uh, South Dakota State, they, they moved up a position, as did Elon. Elon's now in seventh place. There's your Jackson State team. They are moved up two to, you know, to number eight. James Madison falls from three down to number nine. And Colgate, uh, they are, uh, they actually moved up two spots. And, and surprisingly enough, again, you have a team that is absolutely dominating and they're in the number 10 spot when you've got Kennesaw State, who, again, yeah, they're dominating, I know. <laughs> they're they're in the number uh... – <laughs> sorry, the lights just got turned out on me. I, I think she thought the podcast was already over. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you've got Kennesaw State. Who have they played? You get Colgate again. They're they're in the Patriot, okay. So, but they're just absolutely dominating in the playoffs, you know, or in the in the regular season. I it, I look forward to seeing what they do in the playoffs. Um, but they 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 find, they scooted into the top ten this week. Delaware's on their heels, uh, going into eleven. Stony Brook in twelve. Again, that's going to be a good game this weekend. Uh, Princeton and North Carolina A&T and Wofford round out the top 15. There's Maine still. They dropped, you know, they went from 9th to 15th, but they're still in the top 15 there, or 16th, excuse me. Uh, Nichols, again, 17th. And McNeese is right behind them at 18th. Yeah, okay. And then you have East Tennessee State at 19th, Towson Tigers, uh, they dropped five spots down to 20th place. Southeast Missouri State came from 25th to, to go to 21st place. And then there's those Panthers beating the Redbirds. And coming from outside the pole to uh, 22nd, uh, Illinois State drops from 14th to 23rd. 
uh, Idaho State. Again, they they came from uh, from outside the, the pole, and they're now in the 24th place, and Dartmouth is still at 25th. So I don't see who dropped out of the pole. I think we had this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We didn't know who dropped out of the poll. They just yeah. they just put it out there, don't they? Mm. Probably Central Arkansas and I don't know if it was Stanford. San Diego somehow is is is, is out there. Uh, Monmouth, they, they're getting votes. They got more votes than Western Illinois. And, again, uh, Immaculate Word, I'll, I'll just leave the rest of those out there. Um, but, yeah, so interesting collection, I think. Again, I, I, I truly don't understand how some of these guys are ranked where they are, but, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Again, Kennesaw State is just going to surprise the heck out of me uh, if they do. You know, I'll, I'll be happy to see how they do in the playoffs, but I won't be surprised if that's an early exit for the Owls. So, uh, well, but I, I do look forward a, to that. There was an article posted the other day, even yesterday, I really don't remember. But they were talking about how if the national ta- national championship game isn't North Dakota State versus Kennesaw State, it's a dart throw. And I just don't see Kennesaw State, you know, as a guarantee to even make, you know, the quarterfinals. No. No. I, I, I think they'll make their, through their first round. You know, they'll have the week yeah. off. The other two teams will go beat each other up. Um. But yeah, do they do they go past that first that first round that first game for them? I don't know that they do. So I, I, and that's another thing. I I love the bracket when it comes out. You know, try and figure out where everybody's going to go. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to take a look at that. You know, geez, and, and that's amazing because you know the regular season is over in ten days. Think about uh-huh. it. We're that close to the end of the I don't wanna. season. <laughs> no, no, it's been a fun ride. But, uh, yeah, just think about it. The regular season is over in 10 days, and then we're we're, we're headed right into the playoffs. Yeah, I feel and like the I season think... literally just started a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I, I got to admit, I'm right there with you this year. You know, it's been, again, it's been a fun season. You know, uh, it really it's been has. fun talking about. Yeah, it's been fun talking about it every week. Um, you know, it's been fun learning about teams that I never would really give really a second thought to, other than oh, do I need to put them in the poll this week or not, or do I need to put them in the uh, in in my pool this for this week or not? Um, but you know, it's been fun with uh, you know with listening to everybody's opinions and and reading about it on Facebook and. Oh, you know, I don't know much about that team. Let me go look up, you know, what what's going on with, you know, Immaculate Word or, or Incarnate Word. I don't know why I just call them Immaculate, but Incarnate Word <laughs> or, you know, the main Black Bears. What, what, what got into them this year or, you know, things like that. So it's been fun to to read about these other teams and just, you know, be, start following teams outside and I'll, I'll admit I only really used to follow teams in the valley you know uh-huh. not that I wasn't following other teams but mainly it was teams in the valley you know and it's really opened my eyes this year it's been a lot of fun yeah I was you know the same way before really started this show is 
but for me it was mostly FBS. Um, I would follow the FBS as a whole uh, a lot closer than FCS, mostly the SEC. And then the FCS is really just the Ohio Valley um, because of Jacksonville State. Um, so it's been really, really fun learning, you know, these teams and really has uh, helped give me a better understanding of what to expect, even though this season has been pretty much just crazy because it just seems like mm-hmm. everybody's people, even North Dakota State this past week against Youngstown. If they're playing a better team than Youngstown, they could have lost this past week how they were playing. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, for them to have one down game in the first nine weeks, it's <laughs> – it's really just right now. It's like it's North. You know, we we've gone from the definitive top three teams: North Dakota State, James Madison, South Dakota State. Now we're now I'm at the point where it's it's North Dakota State up top, and then you know a bunch of teams in this maybe not a bunch of teams, but a handful of teams in the second tier that could knock them off and really make a deep playoff run. And there's a whole bunch of teams in the third tier of you know playoff contenders. Playoff spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm right there with you about that. You know, in Eastern Washington, they're hanging around. You know, they lost their All-American quarterback, from what I remember reading a few weeks ago. You know, I, I, they're still hanging around at number five. It's that defense mm-hmm. of theirs. You know, the uh, as you were mentioning, the Jackrabbits, they're, they're still in number six. You know, but... <clears throat> To kind of follow Elon this year and James Madison and Colgate. I mean, I probably wouldn't have paid attention to Colgate other than the fact, oh, well, they're still eight. No, you know, I mean, I yeah. <laughs> wouldn't have paid attention to the fact that they're hold it. That's Colgate, and they're they're not just eight. No, they're shutting out teams. You know, so yeah, you know, I wouldn't have paid attention to that before this year. So yeah, it's been look, a fun year. Look at the, and just looking at the other teams that received votes in the stat this week, you know, like San Diego getting 134, Monmouth getting 121, and then the teams that are ranked, you know, Dartmouth, um, mm-hmm. South, Southeast Missouri State, East Tennessee State, Maine. You know, so it's nice to see the parity in FCS really expand this season, and we really just hope it continues into the next season as well. Hopefully more teams well, yeah. getting up, turning around. And again, taking a look at teams that you normally wouldn't consider, UC Davis. I mean, hey, we're they're number fourth in the poll. Colgate again, you know, breaking the top ten this week. You know, uh, it's nice to see the Blue Hens back up there. You know, they're back at eleventh. But then again, as we were just talking. You know, Maine is up at number 16. Uh, East Tennessee State is at 19. It's been fun seeing those teams. Idaho State, for crying out loud, coming back into the poll, and, uh, and they are at 24th place this year. You know, it, it, again, as you say, the parity has been has been there. It's been a lot of fun to watch. So, and, and honestly, you know, taking a look at the poll, you and as you, you kind of alluded to a minute ago, you've got those, you know, we had those three top-tier teams. Of course, North Dakota still one of those teams for us. I think I think the teams that are going to challenge North Dakota State in the playoffs, and again, I know that those are two weeks away, but, you know, you got Weber State, 
I, and the, their defense has impressed me ever since they beat Western last year in the playoffs. You got UC Davis, Eastern Washington. All three of those teams have a great defense. You know, yeah. I think all three of those teams could could uh, vie for a spot at Frisco with North Dakota State, or depending on where they fall in the bracket, they could they could try to keep North Dakota State out of Frisco. And that would just really make this season uh, the icing uh, on the cake, really, if if North Dakota State failed to reach Frisco for whatever reason. Well, it would make our it would make our season, but you know we're not in that. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people on 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 Facebook would be pretty upset. I think the grief would probably melt. Are you talking that we have uh, some seawars out there that would probably, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, they would just cry and cry and cry. I had to get a Seymour reference in there. I just did. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, you ready to move on yeah. to the graveyard? <laughs> I'm ready to move to the graveyard. Yes, let's go do it. You know, honestly, um, I, I just opened up my – I, I don't even have them written down anymore because I didn't keep any anybody up to state la- up to speed last week. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to kind of bounce back and forth here between my standing page and uh, and my. Uh, I did have a, a graveyard list as of a couple weeks ago. Uh, it amazes me how many teams are still on the bubble though in the Big Sky. You know, uh-huh. um, still think. Weber State is is uh, again UC Davis. Uh, just look at what they're doing this year, um, and right now they're leading the Big Sky. I, I never would have thought to, that we would have seen UC Davis as a team that we were going to still be talking about at this point of the year. They got a tough matchup this week with Eastern Washington. And then they got Sacramento State. If they can get by Eastern Washington this week, and honestly, I think they can. From everything I've yeah. read about UC Davis, um, I I think their defense is going to hold Eastern Washington, and I think their offense may. I think it's it's not going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think UC Davis is going to. Uh, to beat Eastern Washington, even though I think that that game is in it's in Washington, I believe. You know, honestly, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I think uh, I, I I definitely have Eastern or have UC Davis, uh, you know, up there. Just a second, let's go see about where they are. Yeah, that game is at uh, is at Eastern Washington, so I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. But I still think UC Davis can go out on the road. I, I don't think that they're afraid of anybody this year, and I think that they're going to definitely challenge the Eagles. And I think that they could actually win that game. So I'd be happy if they did. Um, you know, good luck to to them, and, and nothing against Eastern Washington. They shouldn't fall out of out of the top. They, they may not get a. Uh, they may not get a. Um, a seed, you know, one of the top eight seeds in a bye for that first week. But, I, you know, Eastern Washington's going to make the playoffs, too. My concern uh, is, is Idaho State still 5-1 and one in the conference. Are they a bubble team? 
You know, they have played they've played very well. And and, uh-huh. they, and and this week they sneak into twenty fourth place. They're behind uh they're behind a Princeton team that's obviously not going to the playoffs. But I you know, I I'm hoping that Idaho State can also get in there too. So I, I, I'm I'm putting Idaho State on my bubble. Um just simply because there's three uh that are in uh you know from the from the big sky that are that are just as good if not better. So um so yeah, I do look forward to seeing uh seeing what the Bengals can do though coming up. Uh moving on to the big south, well Campbell, they just got moved to the graveyard. Um <laughs> I felt so sorry for Campbell this year, you know, they they have fought the good fight. They're five and four. I'm hoping that they can, you know, win their last two games and 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 be above 500 for the year. Uh, they weren't uh, finding out later. They were not going to be uh, going to be able to take the conference, even if they had beat Kennesaw State, which we all knew that they wouldn't. Um, but the fact that they were able to uh, to put up the year that they have so far, I'm very happy for them. Uh, so come on, Camels, let's, let's you know, come on back and, and let's get this this last couple wins here for you. You know, go out on a winning note, and it'll be fun to see what they can do next year in the Big South because I think the uh-huh. Camels have turned some heads. Um, but I think that they are that they are officially in my graveyard at this point. Um. And by the way, feel free to comment on any of these. Uh, moving on to the Colonial, boy, I, you know, it's still so tight. It's hard to put anybody there in your graveyard. I did put Rhode Island, though, in my graveyard. I, I think, you know, put a, put a sock in them. I think uh, I know that you've kind of got them on your bubble. Uh, yeah. I think with all the people that, that are above them, uh, I think that I have put them in my graveyard and uh, – yeah, good luck to them. Stony Brook is on my bubble, though. They've, I think Stony Brook's got a got to win both their games, and they don't have a tough. They don't have a uh, an easy easy way, you know, here to go um, these last couple of weeks as well. So yeah, they played Delaware think, this week. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and the Fighting Blue Hens are, you know, that that's going to be a tough game right there. Um, I don't know who they finished up against, though. Albany. Oh, so, okay. Well, if they can get by the Blue Hens, they might actually still be able to do this, you know? Uh, but but they're a bubble team in my book. You know, you've got – they've played some good competition. They're still 6-3, and three, uh, but I think that they need to win both their games. And their first game that they got to win, of course, is uh, – coming up at home with the flight, Fighting Blue Hens uh, this weekend. So, but they are, Stony Brook is, is officially a bubble team in my book. Um, back in here. Let me go back to the conferences here. The uh, um, here's, here's my question. North Alabama, what's going on with them? I mean, they're an independent team. Can they go to the playoffs? We haven't really had an independent team in the playoffs in a long time. Um, Good question. Do we know? Yeah, I'm not really. I'm really not familiar on the rule. Um, okay. I thought I saw some of a postseason 
Well, I don't know what the rule is for someone that moves up. Do they have a postseason ban when they move up? Or, yeah, like a waiting period? I'm not sure. But they played a ton of D2 schools anyway this year. Okay, so they may not be eligible for it this year. Um, I was just kind of wondering about that one because North Alabama, North Alabama this year is 6-3. and three. So I, I was like, huh. And then I started wondering, are they going to, you know, because they're independent, independent I don't know. So, um, of course, we know that, that none of the uh, Ivy League schools are there. I... Howard is a bubble team in my book. Um, I, I, I truly was thinking about putting them in the graveyard. I, I think they're pretty much – they're not going to make it past Florida A&M and North Carolina A&T at this point, at least mm-hmm. in my book. Uh, I don't know about yours. Um, I'd, I'd agree with you. Okay. Yeah, and they've got – who do they even have? They have Bryant, which is good, which is their end of the season game. But uh, I'm trying to think who they even have. It's their second to last game. I don't even recognize who that team is. So uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I I think Howard is is, is a oh Norfolk State. Um, I think I think that they can win both of those games, but they certainly need some help. To get uh, to get into the playoffs this year, so I think uh, you could probably say goodbye to the Bison. I think they're probably done for the year. Um, A and T, I, I they're not a bubble team. I think that they're going to get in. Um, I'm trying to think who else we got there. Just a second. <laughs> It's popping up here for me again. Um, there we go. Uh, Florida A&M. Oh, yeah. I don't know if either one of those two is going to go too far in the playoffs this year. But uh, uh-huh. A&T, A&T might. But I don't know I don't know how Florida A&M will do. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, there, I think those are your two teams that are probably going to qualify out of the Mideastern for the MEAC. Um, I'll tell you what, Western, I had put them in the graveyard a long time ago. Are you resurrecting them? <laughs> yes, they are. They are a bubble team. I've been drinking that purple and gold Kool-Aid. Um, and, and, and this week we've got South Dakota. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. I think we should probably win that game if we don't. Well, then, yeah, they're going back in the graveyard. But, uh Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to resurrect them, and of course, you know that I think that they can beat the Sycamores. So, I would love to see that happen. I'd love to see, uh, you know, again, nothing against the Sycamores, but you know, I want to see uh, Western Illinois make it to the playoffs. Like, you know, for the second straight yeah. year. Northern Iowa, they, to me, they're a bubble team too. Um, I think South Dakota still still a much stronger team than North, Northern Iowa. We're, we're both ahead of South Dakota State in 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 the Valley. Um, Northern Iowa still has the Pan, uh, the Penguins um, in Youngstown coming up, and then they've got Missouri State uh, in Cedar Falls. So <laughs> you know you know that they're that they're 
they're probably going to make it in just mm-hmm. because it seems like for some reason this is the team that even though I just don't think that they deserve to be in the poll, they're in the poll. I just don't get it. So then again, uh, that that dislike against the Panthers goes back many, many, many years. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, South Dakota State, yeah, they're, they're more than a bubble team. Indiana State, they are a bubble team. Illinois State, I'm sorry, I moved them to my graveyard. You know, I know they're five and four. Um, they, funny enough, they've got Indiana State coming up this weekend. I kind of wish I had, I had realized that earlier. They might have been a wild card game uh, in the poll that I run. Um, and then they've got the Youngstown State Panthers in normal uh, to end the season. But that game against Indiana State, I just looked. It's in Terre Haute. That's yeah. not going to be an easy game for the Redbirds. So, uh, Especially not how they've been playing in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. They've lost three in a row. They, they lost last week to Northern Iowa. They lost the week before to South Dakota State. I mean, again, honestly, a superior team to the Redbirds. I get it. Yeah. And then they, they lose, you know, in the Fargo Dome. Oh, yeah. Who isn't, uh, you know, insufficient to, you know, when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, to facing the Bison this year. But, hey, it is what it is. But they, from from what a few of my friends said, they, you know, they barely got by Western in normal. Um, and then they lost to Missouri State in Springfield. I mean, put a fork in, in the Redbirds. I, let's, let's go see them for Thanksgiving dinner. I think they're done. <laughs> of course, it's, there's not much to carve there. Anyway, so let's talk here. <laughs> Basically, in the Northeast, uh, again, now we're getting to, to my conferences here that, that there's going to be one or two teams at most. Uh, I think Duquesne and, and Sacred Heart are both uh, my teams there. But Central Connecticut's uh, Blue Devils in the, uh, in the graveyard, you know, they've had a good season. They're 5-4 and four this year. Three and one in the conference, but I just don't see them getting an invite to, uh, you know, to to dance past uh, next weekend. Um, you know, St. Francis again. They they should have been in my graveyard a long time ago. I, I finally moved them over to my graveyard. Bryant, um, hmm, five and four again, but you know, two and three in the conference. And again, the Northeast Conference just not the strongest conference in the FCS football. Bye bye. I think you guys are done. Um, moving on along, Ohio Valley, Murray State. Uh, no, no, I think you guys are done. Yep. Bye bye. Four and two in the conference this, or this week. Yeah, four and two in the conference. That's great, but they're four and five overall. I just there's too many teams that have much better records, and uh, yeah, I think you guys are done. Eastern Kentucky, yeah, again, four and two in the conference. They're a bubble team, I think, you know, when it comes down to it. But, uh, honestly, I'm ready to kick some dirt over the Colonials, too. Um, yeah, I think that that pretty much sums up what I think about, uh, you know, the, the playoff games for the Ohio Valley. Moving on to the Patriots. Yeah, no need, to, no need to go past, like, go three ahead. teams in that conference. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. With no, realistic chance. With <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't even really know that I consider Eastern Kentucky realistic. 
Yeah, no, that they've I, already lost to. I think they've already lost to Jacksonville and CMO, so I don't even think they can win the conference. Oh no, they can't without without tying. No, actually, they beat CMO twenty-three to fourteen. Oh, that was their fourth game of the season, but they still can't win the conference. But yeah, they beat CMO uh, at home in in Eastern Kentucky. So. So that's that the one loss. Really yeah. So uh, let's see here. Let me go back. Um, uh, moving over to the Pioneer again. I think that you've got. Oh, by the way, I do have that set up now. Uh, North Carolina Central uh, sixteen, Bethune Cookman fifteen, uh, and that just popped oh. up here uh, just a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah, last time we knew it was sixteen to eight. Now it's sixteen to fifteen. So touchdown there. Um, moving on, uh, Patriot. I think you or uh, from the Patriot to the Pioneer. We've got two teams that are really still still viable here. We've got San Diego and Stetson. Marist, you're in my graveyard. Five and four, five and one in the conference, but five and four overall. No, I'm sorry, that wasn't enough. Um, Drake, again. Three and two, four and three overall. You know, tough luck. I think that they're done. Dayton, you're not making the playoffs this year. The Flyers are going to be grounded. They're three and two. The Pioneer, so sorry. You know, it it, it truly, I'll be surprised if Sutton and San Diego both get in the playoffs. Because, I mean, you you look at the the poll that we read about 15, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. I don't remember even reading Stetson in, you know, getting – here, let me go back to it real quick. No, I don't even have Stetson getting votes. They're leading they're, – they're currently leading, but I don't see Stetson even getting votes at this point. Yeah, I don't have that so, in mind either. Yeah, I think, I think the Hatters had better uh, – Win the you know win it if they um, if they want to make it to uh, to the playoffs they're going to need a little bit of help uh, you know against San Diego because San Diego is still six and oh actually no San Diego is six and zero in the conference yeah Stetson's a bubble team at this point so I just really yeah, they got they got blown out by San Diego okay yeah. Yeah, I just saw that. And they still got Butler and Valpo, you know, to end the season with, but uh, Stetson does, I should say. Um, But, you know, the Ferreros, you know, they started off cold this year. You know, I kind of wondered if they were going to have enough horses to win the Pioneer. But, yeah, no, uh, obviously – you know, that that was just a little bit of premature uh, premature thinking there, San Diego. Again, they're just dominating, again, the pioneers always. So San Diego's likely you're going to be your pioneer league champions again, and they will get the automatic qualifier, and I just don't see Stetson – Oh yeah, they beat Stetson forty nine to ten. They they've got David. Well, yeah, and then they've got Davidson and Marist. Yeah, good luck, San Diego's. 
San Diego's there, and I'll tell you what, I probably next week uh, Stetson, the Hatters will go to, to the graveyard on that one. Um, I just don't see I don't see San Diego losing. San Diego was going to run the conference this year probably. So that's okay. That wasn't good. Um, moving on here to the to the Southern Conference, I'm I'm just thrilled. East Tennessee State again leading the conference. Samford and Furman, your bubble teams uh, at this point. Wofford, I think that they're going to make the playoffs just on their yeah far this year. I don't think they're going but very far, though. But I think Furman and are, well, no. But um, <laughs> I think Sanford and Furman will probably do well, you know, if they if they even make the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, they're both bubble teams for me there. An incarnate word, go. You know, <laughs> they're going to need some help. But I, th- I think, you know, if, if there's going to be three teams out of here, definitely McNeese and Nichols, but they seem to keep staying in the in the poll. I don't get that. Uh, incarnate word seems to, to, to me, in, in my opinion, incarnate word has been, you know, really the best, uh, the best story out of the Southland. So, you know, I think, uh, Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were there talking. was a. Sorry about that. Oh, I was. Um, kind of freaky though, because I had that look on my face by the same thing. <laughs> you said something. Oh, scared me a little bit. Um, yeah. They released no, an article think... today. Oh, okay. It's talking about the Southland, because the you know, Incarnate Word has played less conference games than what everyone else is going to play. They're only going to be. They only have eight Southland games, and everyone else has nine. So they released an article that was clarifying, you know, the conference style criteria since Incarnate Words type first. And um, let's see, it says uh, the number of conference game losses will be deter- will determine a team's placement in the standings. Incarnate Word's final placement with two or three losses will be considered identical to other teams that have the same number of losses but one more win. Okay. That's how the Southland scheduling is apparently because it says the Southland schedule format, 10 of its 11 teams play a nine-game schedule. One team must play eight games. And for the second straight year, it's Incarnate Word. I don't think the same team should do okay. it back-to-back seasons, but <laughs> no, no, I agree with you on that. But um, well, we're not in charge of the Southland for sure. So, but uh, mm-hmm. I think I honestly think Incarnate Word should uh, squeak into, or should either squeak or just be put into the playoffs. I, I think that that's that, you know, again they. They've played better than they were expected to, but I think that that's a that, that's a team that they've been they've they've stood up to the tough competition all year. I think that you know they should be given a shot to see how how well they do, you know, come late November and into December. Yeah, I think I honestly think the Cardinals might surprise a couple teams. I don't think they're going to win it. I don't think as as you were just saying. I don't think that they're one of the upper echelon teams. But I think that that's a team that that could definitely go far. Yeah, I could see them definitely in like a first round, 
first couple round upsets in the playoffs just because of how well their offense seems to click. And mm-hmm. they seem to play good enough defense to really hang with most teams. Yeah. So I think I think that that'll be a good win, um, you know, for the Southland if they're going to go for three teams from there. I think that that would be a, a good one to, to, you know, promote into the playoffs. So that'll be good. And then finally in the South, the SWAC, gosh, I just look at the SWAC and go, really, what the heck is up? Um, Alcorn State, I think, is, is a playoff team. I don't know how many that they're going to get. Is Southern is Southern good enough to be a playoff team? They're a bubble team in my book, but that's me. Yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing anyone from the SWAC getting up at large bid in playoffs. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, again, I think Alcorn State is going to be. Well, of course. Don't they have they? I'm trying to think how that goes for the SWAC. Now that I'm thinking about it, don't they have a championship game come up in a few weeks? Uh, pretty sure they do. <laughs> yeah. So do they? Now I'm trying to remember. Do they even go? Do they even qualify teams for the playoffs? The SWAC, the champion, plays the MEAC champion in the, the Celebration Bowl. But the other, kind of like how the MEAC does it, you know, the teams that don't qualify for it can get an at-large bid. Okay. Well, it's actually, well, they say it's a choice, but they always choose to play the Celebration Bowl because that's what is considered the HBCU National Championship game. Okay. Got it. Cool. All right. So yeah, it'll be. Gosh, I don't. Then see, seeing that, I don't know that you're going to see a, a swag team in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the only chance for either the MEAC or the SWAC is if for Florida A and M to win the MEAC, so North Carolina A and T can get an at-large bid. Yeah. But if North Carolina A and T pulls out the MEAC, then I don't see anyone from the MEAC or the SWAC being in the playoffs. point. All right. Well, there you go. So there's our bubbles and our and our playoff teams. Did you mention North yeah. Dakota? I don't remember. I did not mention North Dakota. Again, the, the, they kind of fall into that. Um, I put them you know, in my are they, are they eligible? Oh, you did? Oh, okay. yeah, because they're independent. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I did put them in my graveyard because they lost this past week to Idaho. And so, yeah, that's a game they should have won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by all means, that is a game that they should have won. Yeah. They've they've had some impressive wins, you know, blowing out Montana, hanging with Weber State, beating Sam Houston State. Um, but yeah, that losing to Idaho is. I don't see them getting past that. If they were eligible for the playoffs. Now I'm trying to remember 
who is it that's been posting those bracketology things? Because I don't remember. I know I saw one this week, and now I'm trying to remember which thread that they're in. I'm sure it's in FCS Football Fans Nation. It is. Well, the ones I see there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I just saw snow on the ground for South Dakota. (laughs) Oh, yep. Yeah, I saw that earlier. Oh, oh, Montana versus Idaho, the little brown stein. Okay. I didn't realize that that was this weekend, but all right. I found one that's from a stats FCS editor, uh, the actual FCS football page posts. Um, Okay. but But they don't give their, like, next four out, first four out, whatever. Like the another there's someone that posts theirs and they have that. Not seeing that. Yeah, there's Dakota. a guy who's doing it on a on a big whiteboard, and and he had his first. Well, yeah, I see what you're saw, um I see what you're talking about with uh, uh, FCS senior editor Craig Haley for stats is uh, is yeah. put off his playoff projections. He's got, uh, of course, the only thing I noticed is uh, Western actually facing off against Nichols and Jacksonville State against oh. East Tennessee State. I found it. <laughs> yeah, so I see that, I, and I enjoyed I enjoyed looking at that as well. That was, you know, that I found that the whiteboard and. He don't even have North Dakota in the next four out, so I don't even know if they're considered. Or they're just that bad. <laughs> they're five and four, but the, like, but like he has Montana State in the next four out. So I would, I, okay. I, I would think North, I don't know if North Dakota would be better than Montana State, but well, I don't think Montana. You know, Montana State just. Oh, there we go. Finally got to the. Uh, to the guy's uh, post here. Yeah, I don't see, and he's just got his by conference. He doesn't have any bids by, you know, by the independent teams. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering because they're transitioning from one conference to another, uh, if they're going from the big sky coming over to the, to the Missouri Valley, I'm wondering if they're eligible. I don't know. It's been inter- it, it'll be interesting, but I, I again, I think you're right. North Dakota, bye bye. <laughs> That's what started this whole yeah. about, thing about about four minutes ago. Yeah, North Dakota, North Dakota, bye bye. You're done. So, okay. Um, I did find something though, real quick, on North Alabama, and um, mm-hmm. that's got to find it in the actual article. <laughs> it did say that they are not eligible. Okay, for instance, okay. North Dakota North Dakota State 
when they reclassified to Division One in 2004, they weren't eligible for postseason until 2008. So, so when will they be eligible then? In a couple of years? Is it two seasons or a couple seasons for them? Won't be eligible for the SCS playoffs till 2022. Okay. They're going to join. They're going to join the Big South next year. Okay. They're joining the Big South. Okay, that's cool. That ought to be fun. Yes, maybe a little bit more competition for Kennesaw. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I still think it's more a competition for Presbyterian in this case. But, hey, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's being from Alabama. You know, I do know – I'm a little bit familiar with UNA. They were really a good program in Division II. I know when you're moving up, not a lot of teams really continue that success. It's going to take a while to get back there. And I know they're capable. But, yeah, they they were – Fringe powerhouse in Division Two, so it would be nice to, especially them joining the Big South for Kennesaw State for Kennesaw's sake, for them to try and get back to that level for to at least beef up the conference a little bit. Now there was a there was some discussion, not like official discussion, just you know fans, you know, chipping away, but um, about. Teams like Samford, Jacksonville State, Kennesaw, you know, Wofford, breaking away from their conferences and just making like a big mega like Southern Conference like Chattanooga, Jacksonville State, Kennesaw State, Wofford, North Alabama. I, I don't know how realistic that is. Like, could you see FCS going to something like how, like, FBS has, like, Power 5 conference and Group of 5. Uh-huh. Now, now in FCS, we do have, what the, you know, the big three conferences of Missouri Valley, Colonial, and Big Sky. Right. But could you see, like, the number of conferences diminishing? No. And, like, you know, I'd, yeah, I don't either. No, I don't see that. And I honestly, I think that if anything, that they will want to build up a conference like the Southland or the Big South or um, some somebody somebody like that. You know, they would want to they would want to create another conference that would be part of that that Big Three. You know, and make it a you know Big Four. Um, I think that's kind of what's going on in the Southland right there. Right. You know, you've got. Again, McNeese, you've got Nichols, and you've got Incarnate Word. You know, Incarnate Word's not a, not a normal team to be there, but right. I think overall, you know, we're looking possibly at a team at a conference anyway down there that's got three legitimate playoff teams. Um, I think legitimate might be kind of a hard word to use there, but hey, we're we're, we're going to say it for now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know you've got a team that, that you know or a conference that, that yes we've got three teams or that that could be that could be uh you know uh playoff caliber teams um 
I could see them moving a team over to the Southland and or encouraging a team to join the Southland. Well, and you know, you think about it, Sam Houston State's usually up there. Um, and there's another Texas school, and it just escaped my mind, purple and silver, purple and white. Um, that's usually, you know, at least a contender at this point, and and. and And I'm still thinking about Houston State. Are you talking FCS or FCS? There you go. Okay, that's fine. You know, think about it. They're they're uh, they're definitely having an off year for them. You know, usually Stephen F. Austin's a team that's at least playoff contender. You know, Uh so I could see I could see the Southland if anything. You know, them trying to make that into you know. Conference that could come up and, and at least challenge a Big Three conference, but no, seriously, I, I still see the Missouri Valley, the Big Sky, and the and the Colonial as your as still your your just your top three conferences. I don't see them. I don't see them forming another conference just to, just to challenge one of those. I I see them, you know, doing something like moving a team into the Southland. You know, be it uh-huh. Chattanooga, be it um, again. I, 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 you can't expect Stephen F. Austin or Sam Houston State is going to be down every year. You know, it'll be. Right. Uh, you know, Sam Houston. In fact, Sam Houston State's about five hundred this year. So I think that they could. You know, they don't. They don't have much rebuilding to do. It was a down year for them. So they'll be back. You know, go yeah, figure. It really... I mean, we've we've kept Northern Iowa afloat all year. Why can't we <laughs> you know, why can't we get <laughs> Sam Houston State to come up, you know? Um Right. So I, I could see that. I could you know, again, it's just a down year for Sam Houston State. That you know, you pop those those folks in there and and now you've got four I legitimate did. folks from the Southland. So, and Stephen F. Austin got same, too much of a history. Yeah, just think about Sam Houston State. You know, this past week, yeah, they lost the Incarnate Word, but they had seven turnovers in that game. So, not 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 a lot of teams, if any, are going to win, giving basically Christmas presents to the other team. You know, the giving mood early, I guess, but. It just really talks about the you know, different types of programs. When you're talking about Sam Houston being five and four this season, and it's a down year, you know, very odd for the Bearcats to be in that position. But then you go and you flip the flip the script to Indiana, like a team like Indiana State. Not a knock on the Sycamores. It's, it's really impressive what they're doing. They're sitting at five and four, and we're like, wow, let's go Indiana State. Uh-huh. You know, and that's just the difference in well, types again, of programs where these programs stand. Yeah, I think if they beat Illinois State this week, you know, we've really got a fun matchup next week, you know, coming up with, you know, Western Illinois and yeah, uh, and and Indiana State. And, I mean, and how often, you know, nothing against it. You usually look at Indiana State at the end of your schedule and you're going, yay, look at that easy mm-hmm. matchup before we go to the, you know, to the end of the season. 
you know, this year it's like, whoa, hold it, we got Indiana State coming up. I guess we better, uh, we better, you know, lace up our shoes a little tighter here because this this could be a matchup that we're going to have to, you know, sink our heels in for and, and and good luck. You know, that ought to be a fun matchup. I I, I know that we've talked about you know making that our game of the week for next week, uh, but you know that ought to be a fun matchup, and I'm. I'm I'm just hoping that they can get by uh, Illinois State this weekend and, and make it a, a good matchup for next week. Yeah, I know. I know Adam. He's been pretty vocal about how he feels that if Indiana State, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I get your opinion on it, but if Indiana State wins out, that they might actually be looked at as a as an at-large playoff bid. They'd be at seven and uh. four. Well, they'd be at seven and four. Uh, I'd have to look at their schedule. I don't know who they. I don't know that they'd be. I don't know that. Well, yeah. In fact, I was just funny enough. I was just going there. Um, You know, they had the early season loss to Louisville. Uh, They beat Quincy. Well, okay, every team beats Quincy. You know, Quincy's a Division two team. I mean, if if you don't beat Quincy, well, then you shouldn't even be in this conversation. They beat right. Eastern Illinois at Eastern Illinois. They lost to UNI. They lost to South Dakota State in a very close game that they should have won. Uh, they lost to Missouri State in Terre Haute. That was, to me, that's that, that's that's a tough loss there. Um, you know, UNI and South Dakota State, you can kind of go, well, yeah, the better team won there. Missouri State, really? You know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. in the last three weeks, and they they win in Carbondale, they win uh, in Youngstown State, and then they they beat the the Coyotes in Terre Haute this weekend again in triple overtime. So, uh, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a tough way to go. But you know, I I yeah, they've got to win out to even be in that consideration. I don't know that that's going to happen. It's kind of like the same story with Maine. You know, looking at Indiana State's schedule, all these close games. Close loss to South Dakota State. Close loss to Missouri State. Then they get a close win against Southern Illinois. And then this past week, close win against South Dakota. You know, they may, they may not make playoffs, but, you know, this is a team that is usually expected to win one game. And it is against a team like Quincy. That's why they put them on the schedule, because that's really usually their one win. So, <laughs> yeah, they yeah they have a bad loss to Missouri State. That's straight have one. Yeah, they had to go to triple overtime against South Dakota. But the key thing, if I'm a you know Sycamore fan or Sycamore player, Sycamore coaching staff, is you know we're winning some of these games, and you know not winning all of them, but even the ones we're losing, you're contending. You're contending with South Dakota State, who was the who was viewed as you know one of the top three teams in the country. Mm-hmm. You are, I mean, you got blown out by Northern Iowa. You know, you handled business on the road against Eastern Illinois out of conference. Now, Eastern Illinois is not, you know, a juggernaut of themselves, but on the level of Indiana State, they're probably evenly matched. So it's, it's you know, well, and I would you know, say, not, I would say most years, you know, Eastern, I mean, it hasn't been that many years that Eastern Illinois was winning the Ohio Valley, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're not that far past them in Eastern Kentucky battling it out every year for the Ohio Valley. So, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm again, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to talk with, uh, with, with a gentleman from the, uh, from the Indiana state broadcast team. I'm looking forward to that comp to that, to that, to that, uh, discussion. I yeah. think, you know, I, I it, it, there's something going on over in Terre Haute. I don't know what it is. I look forward to, to getting his perspective on what's been going on, and I think it'll be fun to see what they need to do to go even go to that next level because you know they're 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 in the toughest conference in, in the FCS, at least in my yeah. opinion. So you know, you know, it, it's going to be fun to see you know, what else they've got planned over in Terre Haute to, to, to keep this going. So I'm hoping that we can keep that discussion going, you know, focus on some of those teams, you know, coming up here that, you know, Hey, they've had that great year. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're, well, again, you've got Maine, you know, we've got some fun teams that are, uh, that are having some, you know, we got, we're still talking about in November that we normally don't. So, Right. I look forward to talk to to you know maybe talking with you know somebody else you know from like Maine or you know that there's a team I'm surprised that we're not talking about for uh, for playoffs right now you know I, I it'd be fun to see Maine in the playoffs or even Rhode Island which I think which I put in my graveyard again I, I think you've got them as a bubble team. You know, it, it, it's it's kind of fun that we're still talking about these teams and Incarnate Word, you know, teams that, that, that have legitimate playoff chances that last year we've been going, really? That's not a write-off game already? You know? Right. So, but, like, yeah. that's something I posted on the FCS group a couple of days ago was, you know, you're seeing these teams that are not only in contention, but are leading these conferences, they're usually not used to success. And I think I listed um, Maine, East Tennessee State, and Incarnate Word. And I said, if you know, if, one, if any of these teams in the playoffs, who do you think can go the furthest? And it was a unanimous, not unanimous, unanimous um, Maine was the team that a lot of people feel like if you know if they get in the playoffs they they can go you know make a deep run huh well you know they, and, and yeah they got the defense talk, to do it. they do and, and and you know they they have shown i mean they again hello they're in they're in the colonial they've had a tough run in that conference that that that's the if if you don't consider the Missouri Valley to be the toughest conference in, in FCS football. I think you probably have to lend it over to, to the colonial, especially the parody in the colonial this year. Oh, yeah. You, you just, you can't sleep on anybody this year. So, um, so definitely main, you know, the only, the only loss I think that really could sink them. I mean, they come on, they lost to um, central Michigan. You know, okay, yeah. So, so they lost to Central Michigan, but I mean, you look at their their at their other two losses. I mean, to William and Mary and Yale. Um, William and Mary was kind of a bad loss, but 
Yale isn't really that bad of a of a team to lose to this year. Again, we're no. here here again. We've when we've had this conversation week in and week out. The Ivy League is a is a is a group that we have to watch this year. You know they they've really played some impressive football. So, but I mean they beat Towson. You know they they beat Rhode Island in Rhode Island. Um, and they beat Western Kentucky in Kentucky. You know, they've, they've mm-hmm. played the tough games. So, yeah, I, I'll agree with that post. I wish I'd seen that. Um, I'll agree with that post. I think Maine could do it. I think East I think East Tennessee could, could go pretty far in the, in the playoffs, though. You know, right. I think they're, they're definitely not going to be a pushover. Second here, I'm going to try and pull up the East Tennessee – Schedule as as I as I'm gonna you know. I know East Tennessee is another one of those teams they've played a lot of close games, but you know important they're winning them. Yeah. So last week they they beat Mercer twenty one eighteen on the road. That was in Mercer. Well, and you consider that their first loss was to Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. And then their other loss was to Wofford on the road, and that was only by 13 points. You know, yeah. that's their only loss on the road. And and right now they're beating Wofford in, in the Southern League. So, you know, you just look at everybody else. It's like, yeah, they're, East Tennessee's probably going to get that automatic qualifier. You know, who, who do they have coming up this weekend again? I think we've talked about it already. Um, yeah, they've got Sam Houston. Actually, their last game is they've got this week off. They're, they got Samford coming up. That's it. That should be that. Sh- that should be another one of those games that we'll probably want to focus on, just because. Oh yeah, wow, definitely. Yeah, they're. That that's definitely one of those things where it's just like, you know, East Tennessee. That's going to be a great game, but I think East Tennessee has shown that they can stand up to the big boys and say, "Hey, we're here. We're we're looking to be taken for real." So, yeah, I was just looking over some of their games. I'm trying to think. Uh, Furman was. Uh, was a 29-27 win, so yeah, nice and close. Again, Chattanooga, uh, 17-14, and that both of those games were at home. They really don't have an impressive road win. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah, I agree with That's, you. you know, <clears throat> when, they, when they make the playoffs, you know, they're more likely going to be on the road. So That's what I was just thinking. You know, they don't, I mean, yeah, <laughs> their road wins include uh, BMI, oh boy, um, and the Citadel. Citadel's not that bad, but it's not, you know, it's not It's not losing to, to Wofford on the, or it's not beating Wofford on the road, it's not being Stanford on the road. So, yeah, we'll, uh, it'll be fun. But, yeah, and I think you're right, East Tennessee State will probably start start their playoffs at least on the road so you know we have a um, game of the week this week we haven't even really talked about that much but what better time 
than now. Oh yeah, we'll Jeez, go to we only we'll have go to the other. The show, we'd probably better talk about that. <laughs> we'll go to the. I was got an amber alert on my phone. Um, we'll go to the third oh. conference in the victory, the Big Sky. UC Davis travels to Ch- the Cheney to take on the Eastern Washington Eagles. Now, I was looking at it, how, the, how UC Davis fared last year. Um, you know, because UC Davis, you know, one of those teams are not used to the success. So last year, they, were, they went five and six last year. But against Eastern Washington, they lost by three. Gage had six touchdowns, and he ain't playing in this game. Okay. You know, I just kind of look at this game, and, you know, I, both teams have, I think, a very impressive defense. I, I, well, they wouldn't be fourth and fifth in the country if they weren't, you know. Um, but you just look at some of their wins, um, you know, uh, Eastern Washington's beaten Cal, Cal Poly 70-17, to 17. So they beat Southern Utah 55-17, excuse me. Uh, you know, even this week they were at North, North. I mean, okay, yeah, these are teams that they should have beat. But you just yeah. look at these wins and it's like um, Davis beat Cal Poly 52-10. to 10. Um, they, they went into Montana and beat them 49-21. to 21. And at that point, you know, some people were probably still thinking that, that the Grizzlies still had a chance to make it to the playoffs. Well, no, no, they don't. Um, you know, I, I still, I think UC Davis can win this game. I think that they'll play up to their competition and win it. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is this is not a team that's just going to roll over. I mean, they, they lost to Stanford 30-10 to 10 at Stanford, you know. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean that's that's their uh, that's their one loss on the year, you know. And thirty to ten, that's not that bad of a loss. So, um, not to a top ten FBS team on the road, it's not. No, no, it's not. So I, I look forward to I look forward to this game. I think I think UC Davis. You know, I've had friends of mine that, that that live out west. They were they were telling me before they were really even considered, you know, for for anything. They were they were telling me watch this team. This is the team that you've got to watch. This is a you know keep your eye on on, on the Aggies and uh, and I kept I, I, I just kind of kept my eye out. I really didn't like ooh okay <clears throat> you know. But you know they've they've impressed as the season gone on. I've been I've been reading about the, the Aggies a little bit, and yeah, I think I think that they they easily could go in here and and and, and it's going to be a close game. It's going to be hard fought on both sides, but I think the Aggies very well could walk out of here with the win against the Eagles. Yeah, I agree with you, especially since um, Gage has been ruled out for the season for Eastern Washington. Now uh, their backup seems to be more than capable of leaving, leading Eastern Washington, you know, for the rest of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Offense is clearly what these teams' bread and butter is. Both these teams are in the top eight in total offense. Eastern Washington is actually number one. UC Davis is number eight. Um, not that far apart. You know, UC Davis has 48 touchdowns. Eastern Washington has 44. 
Eastern Washington averages 530 yards per game. UC Davis averages 485. Defensively, though, Eastern Washington's, you know, about it's a good bit margin better. Um, Eastern Washington's total defense, they're number 48 in the country. UC Davis is all the way back at number 82. So if UC Davis does want to get in a hostile environment in Cheney, you know, on the Inferno, their defense is really going to step up and take advantage of the backup quarterback playing for Eastern Washington. Well, and I think, you know, if it's their, if it's Eastern Washington's normal uh, quarterback, I, ah, I give the edge then to the Eagles. But I truly think that this is one of those uh, situations where they're going to be able to go in and they're going to be able to take take advantage of of that that quarterback situation. I think that's what I put on to the uh, I think that's what I put on to the Facebook poll about this. Um, but no, I, I honestly still think I, I know what you just read to me about the defense, but yep. I still think that or about the offense. I still think that it's going to be a defensive game, and I think. When it comes down to it, I I, I don't want to. I, I know you and Adam are very good at putting scores, and, and Preston are very good at putting scores onto games. Um, but I I just I, I don't see either team running away with this. You know, I see it being a defensive struggle all the way through, um, and 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 I do see that this will be a a game that that might be decided in the fourth quarter, might be decided on a turnover. Um, I could definitely see that. So I I think that will be a kind of a fun game to keep your eye on, you know, especially throughout the weekend. Um, you segued into my next uh, little statistical point without even knowing it. Uh, the turnovers, despite the gap in defense, and despite being 82nd in defense, UC Davis is number five in the country in turnover margin. They're at plus 12 in turnovers. Eastern Washington is number 69 at a minus two. So, wow. Going back to you know the defense, you know if UC Davis wants to win on the road, their their defense is going to show up, and they're going to force turnovers like they have all season. And you know, I don't see it being a complete defensive struggle, but I don't see these teams getting over like 40. Yeah, I see this being like 31-31. UC Davis either like kicks a field goal or get a touchdown, and then their defense is going to step up. Eastern Washington's going to try to get the two-minute drill for the you know game tying or potential game winning score, and that's when UC Davis can get a you know interception or a fumble or a mm-hmm. quarterback sack. You know, yeah. I just my gut tells me UC Davis wins this game. I don't know why. I think I think it's it, both teams are in the 30s. I think UC Davis stops Eastern Washington on the last drive of the game. Ice is the clock. I, I'm I'm th- I'm feeling 34-31 in that range. UC Davis. See, and I'm not feeling it to be that high, um, but I I I also don't. I also don't see it. Uh, I see it, the scores both being in the twenties. Um, yeah. But I do see, I do see that this is going to be a close game all the way. I'm just trying to find out here. 
Um, it was just a little bit too far out for the National Weather Service there. Um, but I was trying to use AccuWeather. Just a second here. I see it's going to be 39 degrees for a high, and it's going to be a 3 o'clock game. So probably about, about you know, upper 30s then for, uh, for game time. I don't know how the field is situated at Eastern Washington, but they're saying northeast winds around, you know, five to seven miles an hour. So it's not going to be, the, in that respect, it's going to be cold. But the wind's not going to be a, a factor, you know. It's just going to be a cold, right. sunny day. You know, maybe some clouds in the area. Uh, they're saying partly sunny on, on AccuWeather. Um, yeah. Uh, they're not going to be battling the elements, I think. So maybe the, maybe I should give a little bit more credit to the offense on that. But I, I just honestly, I still think this is going to be a game uh, you know, again, I see a turnover or something, something playing in here, and I see, I see UC Davis coming away with the win. But that's you want to highlight? Do I want to highlight a few games? I've, of course I do. And of yeah. course, let's start. Uh, um, Definitely would like to start, of course, in the uh, in the Missouri Valley. Um, you know, Western goes out to South Dakota. Uh, you know, I do I do look forward to that game. Um, uh, again, we, when we talked about it earlier, Indiana State hosts Illinois State. Uh, I think that'll be a fun game to watch as well. Um, Monmouth. Uh, is playing Kennesaw State this weekend. That ought to be a fun game. I feel like um, the Colonial is just always full of this marquee games because there's easily three of them that are what I would consider, you know, at least watch some point up. You know, it's Towson at Elon, Delaware at that's Stony a, that's Brook. An early game. That's a noon game on uh, Saturday. Yep. Yep, and then Delaware yep, and, and Sunny Brooks an hour Sunny later. Brooks. And then at 2 p.m. in an Harrisonburg, Rhode Island at James Madison. Yeah. I, and, and honestly, James Madison, I think they're going to – I don't think that they're going to have a problem with that game, um, at, at least in my mind. I, I, I just think that, that we're, we're looking here at the – uh, you know, probable James Madison win, and and, and, yeah. and finally we'll put the Rams in the graveyard there for you. So, oh, let's see here. Let me think of a couple other things that I wanted to highlight. Um, this game was a lot more important before last week, but in the OVC, Southeast Missouri does go to Murray State. Oh. Okay. That, yeah. That, that one was going to be, be an easy game for Southeast Missouri, though. Yeah, it should. Yes, <laughs> now it should. Yeah. Um, oh shoot! There goes my scoreboard right right out the window. So yeah, I. I you know what? Actually, let me do it like this. 
Yeah, because there were some other games I was going to highlight as well. And a couple of those. I know Towson and, and, and Elon, though, that's definitely a game I'm going to be keeping my eye on. Yeah, because um, Towson, you know, they've already dropped two, two straights. They really cannot afford to drop three in a row because if they do drop the Elon, you know, I, I at least put them on the bubble of a graveyard. Yeah. Well, and that's my thoughts. I think that if they do lose this game, I think that that really that might put them a little bit even past the bubble. You know, that might put uh-huh. them in the graveyard because right. you just lost three in a row right before you decide who's going to go to the playoffs. Oh no, no, they they've got to they've got to come out of this game with a win. So, I, I think, and that's just to save save face in front of the committee because I. I, I'm sure the committee's got their eyes on who's who's their last few in and who's their last their first few out. So, yeah. Um, just a second here. I'm at least my got a better processor. There was a game, Princeton at Yale. That was one in the Ivy League. That big win at home against Dartmouth. Now they they travel to New Haven. Yeah, take on Yale. Who? Yeah, I agree. They're 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 sitting at five and three. They're fourth in the Ivy League. But you know, like we said, Yale did defeat Maine earlier this season. They got a win over Mercer. They they got some. You know, key non-conference wins. And Yale's just one of those teams you really can can ever take lightly. Yeah. Um, by the way, one of the games that I was going to highlight earlier, Sacred Heart and DeCoin. Um, you know that that's really a game that that they need in the Northwest Conference or Northeast Conference. You know, right. whoever wins that game, they could get the you know they could be in, in line for that automatic qualifier. Uh, you've got Incarnate Word at Central Arkansas. Uh, I think that that's, that's an important game. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, even York, Northern Iowa traveling to Youngstown State, Northern Iowa better do better win that game. I mean, the Penguins really could could have fun playing spoiler this weekend. So, and I think I already mentioned Kennesaw State at, 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 in New Jersey at Monmouth. Uh, yeah. yeah. If mom, if yeah, if mom plans on going to the playoffs, they need this game against Kennesaw State, and then Idaho State. You know, they just creeped into the uh, into the poll this week. I still think that they it, it shouldn't be a a hard win. You know, at Cal Poly this weekend, but I think I think Idaho State needs to have a good win this weekend at Cal Poly just to make sure that they stay in the playoffs. Uh huh. Going. The one game in the SWAC that I really want to look at is Grambling at Alabama A&M because Grambling has struggled the last two weeks. They played Arkansas Pine Bluff two weeks ago and then Mississippi Valley State last week. Both of those games were very close games for Grambling. And now they're going on the road to Huntsville to take on Alabama A&M, who's having – you know, they're one of those teams that doesn't have a lot of success. But this season, you know, they're sitting at four and two in the SWAC. Alabama A&M hasn't had a winning season since 2012. And last year, they only won three games in the SWAC. So they've already 
gone past last year's total. They're sitting at four and two in the uh, SWAC. Let's see, they're five and four overall. Um, I think they can beat Grambling this year, which is how bad Grambling has looked. Yeah. And if they are, if Grambling yeah. can't afford another loss if they want any hope at winning the SWAC. I don't think they got this this weekend. I think it's going to be Alabama A&M. And I think that that's going to be a close game, but I think that Alabama A&M should hold serve at home. Yeah, yeah. In your pool, that's that. I went Alabama A&M. Ah, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alabama A&M, they'd be Alcorn State. Oh, no, that's not Alcorn. Why would you get – okay, never mind. They gave Alabama State the same abbreviation as Alcorn State, so. Oh, that's brilliant. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, I I can understand that though. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I think we're almost wrapping it up. What's what games are you going to be watching this weekend? Unfortunately, this Saturday. Yeah, I'm. I got the privilege of being off last Saturday, so I spent the whole day watching football, and it was great. This Saturday, I work, unfortunately, so I won't be able to watch very many. Well, and I still, I'm still working till five o'clock Central Time. I I hear you, and then it's an hour home. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be in the same boat. I'm going to be getting the score updates on my phone at work. Um. Not that I'll be able to do yeah. much with those, but I'll at least get the, get some score updates. So I get to watch yeah. the like the noon one because I don't go until one forty five Eastern, but then I get I get to work till ten forty five Eastern. So so that's going to shoot the rest of your football day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm off on Sunday. Yeah, at least I, well, well, that, that catch works. up. But yeah, no. At least, at least we get to, uh, at least you know where I'm at. We're off at five o'clock central, so you know I get to see some of the evening action. So, but by the time I get home, you know that our game of the week should be done. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on it here. I probably set it up where I get updates for this one. Uh, so, I guess that wraps up. This week's show. Yeah, we've got about um, 10 seconds left. So, let's you have been a the good week. two FCS snacks last three weeks. You have a good rest of the week. Enjoy Saturday. Um, enjoy yeah. the game of the week if, as much as you can. And have a good evening. You too. Thanks, Dakota. Have a great night. Thanks. All right. Bye bye.